Welcome, welcome to the Student-Centered World Podcast, where we talk about all things hands-on teaching and keeping your energy and sanity in the classroom. This teacher-turned-consultant is making it her mission to help as many teachers as possible become the best version of themselves and keep their passion for teaching on fire. It's her hope that we never forget why we desire to have a passion for educational progress. This, this is Student-Centered World, and this is Jen Bry Soccer. One of the most stressful things that we have to do as teachers is undergo a formal teaching observation. You have an administrator come in and tell you what they think you're doing right and what they think you're doing wrong. However, it doesn't have to be as stressful as you think. If you've ever wondered if your administrator has a distinct plan for what to look for when observing a teacher, you're not alone. Sometimes they're very specific in their observing teachers in the classroom checklist and their expectations. And other times you're left in the dark, just hoping what you're doing is scoring brownie points somehow. These teacher observation tips will make all the difference in your level of confidence and sheer performance in the classroom. As teachers, we constantly worry if we're doing enough for our students. We know about their side stories and their home lives and the struggles they have, be it learning or family or whether or not they have enough to eat for lunch. Most teachers try to take each and every one of these issues into consideration when drafting a lesson or reacting to a student in the classroom. We know our students inside and out and we know that some of them are going to naturally have a more difficult time than others. On the other end of the spectrum, we know we have the high flyers that must also have their needs met in order to keep them challenged. It's a balancing act to make sure everyone is getting what they need in the classroom, us as teachers included. However, there are teachers out there that don't do any of this. Just as in any profession, there are bad eggs out there that make a bad name for the rest of us. As of about a decade ago, it was unfortunate, but not much could be done. Then, education as we know it today began to surface. Teacher observation procedures changed, and even though it was great to pinpoint those teachers that are not keeping up to date with their practices, it also dumped heaps of undue stress on those who were doing their best for each and every student that they had. While one administrator might give you some tips for next time, the next administrator might not think those are as important. How is it possible to register on the same page with everyone? It's no secret that the role of teacher has changed. Many things that used to be expected to be taught in the home are creeping onto teacher's plates as expectations of lessons that should also be taken care of in the classroom. All this on an ever-growing content-based curriculum as well. There used to be an understanding that there was a responsibility on the student to perform at an appropriate grade-based level. Somewhere along the line, it became a direct reflection on the teacher if that performance was not where it should be. While yes, there are certainly teachers out there that are not effective in their execution, There are many more that are and are doing the best they can in a system that expects a teacher to do it all with however many students are staring back at them. And in places like what came to surface in Los Angeles can be as many as 46 students. On top of the stress of this, now it's required for administrators to come and do extremely detailed observations, often unannounced, but only last for a set period of time, which is often not terribly long. While I understand that an unannounced observation can catch a portly planned teacher, It can also be a gotcha moment for a teacher that was just taking time to do something a little bit off task for their class, or maybe addressing an issue that isn't on the lesson plan. While there are many administrators out there that would be very understanding of this, there's also plenty that are not, and a teacher's rating can suffer because what a few unannounced minutes looked like. Those minutes might be at the beginning of something that will have a glorious tie-it-all-together ending, but the administrator already left. 
I was told by an administrator once that sometimes parts of lessons can't be rated highly because it's just a snippet of the bigger picture, but that's what's observed. That's all well and good, but what if it just so happens that those snippets are the only times an administrator happens to see what's going on in a classroom? It doesn't look good. I'm hoping most of you are listening to this and are astounded to hear that there are some administrators out there that only pop into a classroom to do an observation. I am hoping that most of your students don't find it odd that there's someone else in the classroom and that it's normal. I am hoping that most of your administrators have a really good grasp on what you do in the classroom from the multiple encounters that they've had in there, not just what's formal. In reality, there are many, many schools where that is not the case. And that is something that needs to be addressed. We're at a really interesting time in the educational field. I like to think that the pendulum has swung as far as it can go in this teacher bashing system and it's peaking and about to start swinging back. There are many signs that this is the case. However, there are also many places that are very antiquated in their systems and that's concerning. No matter what end of the teacher observation spectrum you land, the reality is that teachers should be checked in the classroom to make sure that what they're doing is okay. There's nothing wrong with an extra set of eyes making suggestions on how to do something magical even better. I hope that most of you are in a positive environment where this is the case. Either way, teacher observations are still stressful and sometimes, unfortunately, when it comes to teaching, we can't just read a how-to book like some genres of the corporate world. However, there are some things that can be taught in your classroom to make it a little less stressful when an administrator does pop into your classroom to do a formal teacher observation. Having your students trained to be self-directed is a really great start. While it might be daunting at first, creating a classroom environment where the students know that they need to be on task at all times in order to get the job done automatically guarantees that when you're observed, you will get marks for your students being engaged and working. Hands-on activities being normalized in the classroom will make it just any other day when an administrator walks in, not just lucky timing for a dog and pony show. Believe it or not, I have had times where my students were so involved with what they were working on, they didn't even realize there was an administrator in the room until she walked over to them. Because of this very fact, my students were able to explain in detail what they were doing and why they were doing it, which also scores big points. Make sure you are showing the relationships you have with your individual students. We're supposed to be differentiating in the classroom, so making sure your administrator can see that you have those relationships is incredibly beneficial. Remember, student-centered learning allows you to have those little conversations throughout the entire day without it taking away from anything else, so make sure you're showcasing this. It's also awesome if you can show that you have those conversations and the other students stay on task without thinking they have an opportunity because you're not looking. If this is normal for your classroom management, it will look seamless and rather impressive. When you know your students are on task and you've made those connections, you may also want to casually ask your observer if they have any questions. Though it will be obvious that the students are working, as an outsider who may not have a full grasp on what they're completing, they may have some questions that need clarification at that moment. They may say no and then ask them during your post-observation meeting and that's fine. I found that if you have a 30 second conversation with them and help them with anything that seems confusing in the moment, it helps them have some more clarity as they finish watching what is unfolding in your classroom. They will certainly be impressed with all of this in action. Remember, no matter what your administrator's agenda is, they all want to see the same features in any classroom they go into. Use of time, use of space, differentiation, questioning techniques, rigor, and participation. 
In a student-centered classroom, all of these elements are innately built in. If you can show that your students are used to tackling all of them, you will be showing your elements of being a highly effective teacher. Listening to these teacher observation tips may seem like a pipe dream. They may seem a bit vague. However, it's important to understand that everyone's classroom is different because of the dynamic of your students, and that's different than anyone else's. The vision and implementation of student-centered learning in your classroom will be just slightly different than mine because it will naturally differentiate for each and every one of your students as individuals. I'm not saying this is something that you can try to set up when you hear the whispers that the administrators are going to be coming around later that week. This is a classroom culture that needs to be created and cultivated. It takes some time, but once it's set, it runs on autopilot. If you're doubting the process, I promise you that it can work in your classroom. These aren't just some teacher observation tips that will help you do a little dance in front of someone who's deciding your merit as a teacher. It is a cultural shift in your classroom that will help you land the observation scores you desire and will have a classroom that is functioning in the 21st century. I hope this helped you come up with some ideas moving forward in the classroom and have something that you can put into place so your next teacher observation is incredibly successful. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Student-Centered World Podcast. We will be back at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time next Saturday and can't wait to see you there. Have a great week.